Hey, this is Johnny Jett, and this is my 39 travel questions. And today we have three-time Emmy nominee, Christine Van Blockland, who is the host of Curious Traveler. Christine, welcome to my show. Thank you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I love the format of what you have. It's super fun to watch. Well, I really appreciate it. <laughs> and I've actually seen your show multiple times on PBS. Does super. it air anywhere else? Actually, um, you'll love this. It airs on a lot of airlines. Um, so American Airlines just recently aired, um, I think mostly our North American ones, but we've been on Finnair, Saudi Air, Singapore Air. And I always say for us, it's the best audience because it's a captive audience. You're stuck on a plane and you're like, please entertain me with something on this screen. So, so. true. So where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Gainesville, Florida, where the University of Florida is. So small-ish town, I would say college town, uh, but now here in the big city, New York City. I, but did I read that you were born in the UK? Yeah, I was born in Scotland. Um, my father is English. Uh, my mother, American. Um, they met in the Peace Corps, without telling you my life story. So, and then they traveled the world together for 15 years um, before we were all born. So I think travel is definitely in my DNA. It sounds like it. And did you go to college? Yes, University of Florida um, Broadcast Journalism. How's that? Nice. And you live in New York City now? I do. I do. Um, and experiencing, of course, firsthand um, what the lockdown is like. And I have to report, I'm happy to report um, that in Central Park and people going to the grocery stores and things, everybody um, is definitely still wearing their masks and social distancing like we're That's good. To. And do they still have that makeshift hospital set up in the park? They don't, um, as far as I know. Now, I don't want to, I'm not 100% sure, um, but I think now that things are sort of coming down, fingers crossed, um, they don't have that anymore. But I remember when I first read about that, I was like, is this really happening? Because, you know, right. we, who, who would have ever thought, like in Central Park, they're going to have a MASH unit. Yeah, yeah. so today's May 22nd, 2020, just yeah. in case you're watching it down the road. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, let me get um, this. <laughs> we're in the middle of a pandemic, and hopefully by the time you're watching this, it will be over. Hopefully. But um, anyway, so when, what will it take for you to get back on a plane again? That is the million dollar question. Um, and I, I, you know, it's the news changes every day and it all starts to be for the better. And I, I don't really believe that there's bad guys who are saying, oh, well, we just want the money. You know, we're going to cram people on planes and on cruises. I don't think so. But then there's also the people who I think are a little too loosey goosey. who's like, oh, I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it was like, I don't want to be the guinea pig. I don't want anybody else to be the guinea pig. So I don't know what the answer is. So you're um, waiting though. What, what, for, I'm what waiting. for yourself? For myself, I'm the same way. So I don't want to go, you know, I could take a test now, but then what if I hop on a plane and I know they have the filters and all that other sort of stuff, I could get it on the plane and then bring it to, you know, a family member or a loved one. I, you know, I feel like even though I'm a professional traveler, I'm in the same boat as everybody else. So I wish I had an answer. I mean, we're all look, I'm looking at a blank calendar here <laughs> of my computer. I'm like, I would love to fill it with trips. Yeah. I just don't know when I'm going to feel comfortable and I don't know when to recommend for others. Right. And, and speaking of travel, how many, how many countries do you think you've been to? I, I would say between 20 to 25. Okay. And all around the world or do you just all around? Um, we've done mostly Europe, um, but we just last year went to Hong Kong. Um, we've also filmed in Mexico. We've done a lot of Canada, um, which has been great. Um, for our show, we always set out to do mostly Europe. Um, and we've done so much of the British Isles. It's been fantastic. So it was nice um, to kind of, we've done one or two in the U.S. as well, but mostly okay. Europe for us. 
And what is your favorite American city? My favorite, I hate is New York City. You can never be bored here. You can never be bored. You know, you can live here for years and years, and there's always some little corner that you haven't quite explored yet or you don't know yet. And, of course, being a traveler, an international traveler, there's a lot of little, um, you know, different cultural neighborhoods where you can kind of be like, oh, Chinatown and little Italy and every type of food. I live near Hill's Kitchen. You can have every type of food you could ever think of just within a couple of blocks walk. And what's your favorite restaurant? <sighs> Well, now, here's the thing. I just recently started going vegan-ish, so I'm dying for my pizza. I love pizza, 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 and the best pizza. And you know this, the best New York pizza are the dive places, or mm -hmm. it's where the police are eating. And I'm like, oh, they're in there. It's called Luigi's. It's Hell's Kitchen on 8th and 55th, I think. And you would walk right by it. It looks like a hole in a wall. They don't want to chit chat with you. That's when you know you're in a real New York place. They don't want the chit chat. You just tell them what you want to order. You step down, you pay them, and it's the best Sicilian pizza. You know, a slice. Gotta get a slice. Good. And what's, but, and what's your favorite restaurant in the whole world? Or is I that it? No, I, you know, actually, we, when we just recently filmed in Innsbruck, Austria, and people may think, oh, it's so touristy. It's really not. I loved it. I want to say it's called the Ottoberg, and it was inside um, one of the last remaining towers of the old medieval wall. And what I love, um, when I pick, when I say something's my favorite restaurant, it doesn't necessarily have to be the food, and the food was fantastic. It's the atmosphere. So we went in there, and I swear it felt like we were in a little Hansel and Gretel house. And, um, you know, it's just got the little carvings everything's in wood and you're almost like a little ski chalet and you look out over the river and you actually see the bridge um where Innsbruck got its name from um because it's the river it, it's just fantastic so for me it's all about atmosphere nice and speaking of food what is the craziest thing you've ever eaten on your travels <sighs> well um the craziest thing i've eaten as a vegetarian is um lemon rind salad in taormina sicily Italy, which is fancy because you don't think I'm not going to eat the rind of a lemon. That's crazy. Um, but long story short, because of Mount Etna, um, the uh, volcanic ash that's there kind of um, fertilizes the soil, makes it really rich. And so it grows these sweet, sweet lemons that are like the size of your hand. And they're so sweet. Obviously, they'd be organic. And you just slice it up and you eat it. And I, I remember preparing to eat it. And you kind of get that sour lemon face. <laughs> and but you buy it. It's fantastic. Um, Way before that, I think I was 16 or something, we were in um, Kruger National Park in South Africa and ate meat back then, and it was warthog stew. I know. That, that, that's a memorable one. That, that, that one might be up for the top. <laughs> yeah, but at the time, you just think, oh, it just tastes like beef or, you know, or what meat or whatever else. But or yeah, chicken. that one. Yeah, or tastes like chicken. Yeah, that one goes, goes down in the record books. <laughs> you know, I don't think I asked you how many continents you've been to, but I'm guessing five or six i think five um we've not been to antarctica um, have not been to australia and it's okay. funny um we we chat about it and then i hate to sound like a wimp especially with somebody like you that hong kong flight because we went direct from new york um 16 19 hours uh, and 16 is that right is that right? it all blurs it all blurs together i'm so glad i had my sister with me i can't imagine doing that on my own I don't know if I can handle the flight, although I, other people do. I, I'll never Listen, say there's, ever. There's, many, there's tricks to that. Like, I don't okay. like real, I don't like ultra long hauls either all that often. Right. right. So, you know, lately, well, not lately, but, you know, pre-COVID, I would do round-the-world trips sometimes. And, I, and my wife and I, would do, we did two round-the-world trips within, within, within like two months. 
And we would usually go LA, Toronto. That's four or five hours. Then, yeah. we'd, go to, then we'd fly to London, another six hours. Then we'd fly to the Middle East, usually Doha, another six hours. Then we'd fly to Bangkok, six hours. And then we'd go to Japan, six hours, and then back to LA, and it would be nine hours. So the longest flight would be nine hours. That's doable. How long, how long were you doing? Were you staying the night as a layover or just okay, hanging yeah, out? Yeah, we'd spend multiple nights. Oh, see, that's the, that's the trick. Okay, okay. That's the way to do it. And if you're going to go to Australia, you know, if you're in New York, you can fly to LA, fly to Hawaii. You could even fly to Fiji and then to Australia, and every flight would be five hours. There you go. You 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 had me at Hawaii and Fiji. Perfect. That's the way to do it. Anyway, so uh, what is your earliest travel memory? Um, a real a real simple one, I think. Um, flying to oh gosh, I was three or four, flying from Florida to see my grandmother in Illinois, and pretending to be asleep in the seat, and then getting it was Eastern Airlines and getting them the little pin that they give little kids. Nice. Were, you know, and I was like, there, I'm dating myself, but that's all right. But yeah, it was Eastern Airlines. I kept it. It was so cute. Hey. I've been on Eastern Airlines and I was talking about it yesterday with another yeah. guest. Yeah. So um, how about which country do you think has the friendliest people in the world? Wales. Absolutely. The Welsh are the nicest people. I should say the Scottish too, but I, I think probably because we've traveled a bit more in Wales and um, not so much in the, in the larger cities. Like we did do Cardiff, but I think there's something about the combination of um, being a British country, but also in the countryside too, where life is simpler, just the nicest people um, I've ever encountered. They are nice. I've yeah. been to Wales only once, but it was beautiful. It's fantastic. It's, it's underrated or it's a hidden gem, I should it, say. It is. Yeah. yeah. And on the flip side, which country do you think has the meanest immigration officers? Canada. <laughs> I mean, that's I like, Everyone says that, and I, and I, only because I experienced it. Now, technically, it was my fault. Um, we were sleep deprived. We were going in, and you know how they ask you, you know, you're here for work or, or, or uh, just fun. And I said work, and, you know, they started, <laughs> because I was sleep deprived, I thought he was just chatting and just making conversation. So I started babbling, as I do, and I answered the correct question wrong, and then so we had to go into Secondary. another room. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've been there. It, yeah, and anyhow, I won't do that. I know, I know the correct answer to say that. <laughs> All right. How about your favorite airport in America? Uh, favorite airport in America? Oh, I love the Charlotte Airport um, because of the rocking chair. Everybody loves it. And you sit there and you got the guy playing the piano and you've got the little mobile going. It's fantastic. I, I take it you fly American Airlines a lot. Well, when I, yeah, well, I do a lot between New York back to Florida. So I really only have two choices. So it's yeah. Delta or American. Yeah. Gotcha. And uh, how about international airport? Uh, probably Paris de Gaulle airport. Well, you might be the first yeah. person to say that one. Yeah, I know. I, and I, I can be very Pollyanna about things. Um, I always get to the airport so early. I don't have problems with things. Um, I like anything with a real high ceiling, whether it's an airport yeah. or, or an airplane. Um, and it was just more pleasant. Uh, most of the other ones we've been through didn't really have anything too remarkable um, to write. Well, I love the Charles de Gaulle. I love the plane spotting. I love the escalator. That's kind of like yeah. futuristic yet. Yeah. Um, oh, but I love it. Yeah, we haven't had, we never had any problems going through how, there. How about a favorite airport lounge? We did the, I'm going to get the name of it wrong, um, at JFK, the Virgin um, 
VIP lounge thing and they've got that really cool red furniture that, yes. that looks like, yeah, it's fantastic. That was really cool. Yeah, that, was, that was one of those moments where we're like, okay, somebody really needs to remind us to go get on the plane. <laughs> Otherwise, we're just going to hang out here. I, I got gotcha. you. Richard Branson, uh, can, yeah. he, he does it right. Yeah, yeah, he know he knows how to he knows a little bit about interior decorating for sure. <laughs> and are you like an av geek at all? Do you have a favorite aircraft type? Oh, I was looking forward to this question because you're going to laugh um, as I'm speaking to you with your cute model airplanes above your head. And I have a friend who's a true aviation nerd in the best way possible. You could tell me some things a B five six seven. I have no idea. What it is. I just I just really like the ones that that are big enough to take you over an ocean because then the ceiling is high enough and you feel like you have more space even if you're not in business or first class. I couldn't tell you. I got you. Have you ever sat next to any famous celebrities? Uh, no, I interviewed a lot of celebrities in my previous life. I used to be an entertainment reporter, um, but I, I've never sat next to a celebrity. Once in a while, I'll see somebody as, as they're trying to hide in uh, first class and I'm going past them. So when you were interviewing celebrities, which one was your favorite? Bill Murray was just the greatest. He was so funny and it was, um, uh, yeah. I think it's actually called, they had a Caddyshack golf tournament in Florida. I think he and his brothers actually own a golf golf course there. And it's a charity thing. So we would go there. As you imagine, he was so funny. I just stopped asking him questions. I just don't know my hair Oh, I, I couldn't even tell you what he said. He just was so friendly, so nice. Um, Simon Cowell, surprisingly funny. Well, um, Kermit the Frog, my all-time favorite. Um, and Julie Andrews, can't beat it. Well, I would love to meet Bill Murray sometime. So great. And how about, do you want to say who the meanest was or the biggest jerk or the biggest disappointment or you don't want to tell me? I've never had anybody jerky. Um, I was disappointed that George Clooney didn't talk to me longer, but he was charming and wonderful. He just really said, oh no, and he wrapped it up in like 30 seconds. I'm like, but I went to stare at you longer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm actually, I was lucky. Um, nobody was, I don't think I've ever had anybody be mean. Gotcha. All right. How about... Your favorite hotel? Oh, um, okay. It's um, in in the UK, maybe in Europe as well. Instead of calling it a B and B, they call it um, dinner with rooms, which sounds intriguing. And um, Harlech, uh, there's Harlech Castle in uh, Northern Wales, and it was a B and B there. And I honestly think it's just called um, Harlech. Um, well, I'll do a blog post on this, and I'm actually going to send you the questions after. So oh, okay, okay, okay. Sorry, sorry that way, about that. Yeah, that, that's okay because that way uh, people can click it's the link so or search it. It's so great. Yeah, and just for a quick description, so obviously it's an it's an old um, stone house, and you're kind of when you're you're the rooms are upstairs, you get these wooden beams, and you wake up with a view of Harlot Castle. It's just amazing. Sounds just, pretty good. Right about yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> um, favorite island. Favorite island, uh, Dalkey Island, um, which is uh, kind of like a, a suburb just outside of Dublin. It's so cute. And how about favorite beach? Favorite beach, um, the uh, beach for, it's in Eastbourne, England, Sussex, so Southeast England. It's where the Seven Sisters Cliffs are. And these cliffs are so high and the beach itself is rather small um, with all rocks and sort of things, but it's just this dramatic landscape. It's incredible. Wow. Did you go swimming? No, it was really cold. <laughs> we, we had sweaters and vests and then trying to smile for the camera. Yeah, it was, it was really cold. And how about do you use a certain travel credit card, a credit card, credit card when you travel? 
Um, yeah, I use my Delta um, American Express all the time because I'm cheap and I like getting the free bags. Good. <laughs> Very convenient. I love it. Pretty simple. <laughs> and how about uh, your favorite travel movie? Your travel movie? Um, Ratatouille for Paris. Wow, it's, I like it's that. Wonderful because you know it's like when you're animating it, you don't have to show any of the bad parts of any part of the city, and you just—it's that it's because that's what a good travel movie or travel show does makes you feel like you're there or want to be there. I'm like, it's just perfect. The you fantasy know, I version. Might, of I might have to air that tonight for my three-year-old. It's so good, and I love Ratatouille. Yeah. Good. How about travel show besides your own Curious Traveler? I wouldn't dream of saying it. Um, I love it's um either on Amazon or Netflix. It's a BBC show. It's called um, England's Best Villages with Penelope Keith. And if anybody has is a fan of any British shows, you'll know who uh, Penelope Keith is. And it's it's sort of reality show format where they pick three villages and they have a winner. You don't even care about that part of it because every single village is so beautiful and you're going and you're seeing these places because there's so many of them that you wouldn't normally, there wouldn't be time to show them all on a regular uh, travel show. So it's fantastic. I, I got it. I've never heard of it. So I'm going to check that so out. It's so good. It is, it's just, it's heaven. Nothing bad happens in it. That's my favorite part. <laughs> good. How about, uh, are you a big reader? Favorite travel book? Yes. Um, a, the a trilogy. It's um, Patrick Lee Farmer. And um, it's uh, A Broken Road, um, A Time of Gifts, and... Um, uh, between the woods and water and the quick synopsis is it's a true story true travelogue in 1933 he was 18 years old and he backpacks from amsterdam all the way to constantinople so of course it's, it's between the two world wars and of course it's you know kind of pre a lot of modern um you know ways of traveling so he's literally backpacking and he has some places set up um through his father he can stay at a castle that sort of thing but most of the time he's depending on the kindness of strangers and he'll bunk out in a farm or under a tree and the thing that was amazing to me after reading all this um, only once or twice did he ever run into any sort of danger and I think nowadays you know you know he's, he's talking about oh and the and the sun was setting and I saw a light up in the farmhouse I knocked on the door and they welcomed me in I'm like you would never have right. that. Time's so changed. it's amazing yeah, that's that's my all-time favorite yeah um, how about do you follow any travel bloggers or sign up to newsletters travel newsletters I have so many, I couldn't even begin. Um, I don't do newsletters so much because I feel like all I do is read and research for, um, uh, I, I do listen to, sorry, my mind just went blank. Okay. I have a couple, of, a couple of BBC radio travel podcasts that I listen to. Okay. Um, Rick Steves always, uh, the wonderful Rick Steves. Um, and my mind just went blank. I'm sorry, I, but I have a couple. I'll, I'll think right. of it. I'll, I'll send I'll you have the it we, can just, we can put it in the blog post. It'll give people Perfect. a reason to check out the website. Perfect. And by the way, speaking of websites, where can people find you? At uh, CuriousTravelerTV.com. And for any of the social medias that the kids are on, um, just search Curious Traveler and make sure you throw the TV at the end of it. There used to be a Curious Traveler beer. That's not us. Okay. <laughs> put TV at the end of it. And do you have a YouTube channel? I do, but I don't use it that much. Um, we, we are on Amazon, though. So we like people to go to Amazon or to PBS.org to watch the show. Okay, good. And hopefully you'll subscribe to my channel and everyone else out there who's watching or listening to my podcast and uh, like this video. There you go. Um, worst travel moment? Um, 
worst travel moment or most embarrassing travel moment oh, I had a lot of embarrassing travel moments but i don't think i actually want to share any okay. um i had one wait what's what's one sorry i swear i had this prepared for you um to travel moment that we had that was Oh, I got the perfect one for you. So I interviewed the crown prince of Norway in my tennis shoes. Well, Yeah, that's not good. So long story short. That, we is that have, your worst or your most embarrassing? That's embarrassing. Okay. It's embarrassing. And I said, no, the real worst ones I'm not going to share. They're, okay. they're, 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 no, they're no good. Um, yeah, that was not good. So it was not planned. And our coordinator that was with us like, oh, I have great news. We're going to say, I'm like, I really don't want to. And because when we're, we're filming, we're actually moving around, you know, place to place. I wear comfortable sketchers, you know, filming. Um, usually nobody sees it. Nobody cares. And of course, he's like a foot taller than me. And I'm just, I'm just yeah, it's not good. He was so nice, though. He acted like he didn't notice him. Charming and wonderful. I was like, thank you, Prince. At least he wasn't a foot shorter. Then he would have really seen your shoes. I know. I know. I know. What can um, you do? <laughs> all right. What, what's your dream destination? My dream destination. Um, sort of a dream trip. So it's in France. I would love to someday do, and um, do it as part of the show, uh, a month-long bike tour through France. I think that would be fantastic. Tour de France? Um, you want to do Tour de France? Yeah. No, 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 no. My, my version of a tour de France. <laughs> Nothing speedy. Um, we would have to figure out how to not look sweaty on camera. Um, but to go into all the different little villages and smaller places, because um, for me, that's kind of the fun of travel. Gotcha. Two more <laughs> questions. What's the most important thing travel has taught you? Um, that there's a whole big world out there and get out and investigate it. Don't, okay. don't stay in one little small corner of the world. And it's gotten bigger in the last two months. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and what is your best travel tip? My best travel tip. Um, oh, plan it now. Um, and I was actually chatting about this. I've kind of been promoting this during the lockdown is use this time now to plan your dream trip. Um, do it now. And you know, what, what's the expression? Um, a dream with, uh, with an end date is a plan. People always think, Oh, someday, 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 make someday now type it up or write it down, whatever it's going to be, and worry about the details as you go. Just sort of say, okay, on this date, I'm going to go do this, and then sort of you know, backtrack and do everything else to fill in the details, and then make it actually happen. Good, and when, you, when you're planning and researching, what, what websites or books do you use? Good old Encyclopedia Britannica, um, and I would tell people when they're looking things at what well, they, if you're just trying to find out information, um, you know, where to go, and where to stay, you're, you're fine going on maybe, you know, the tourism websites or like a sightseeing. But if you're really wanting to find out like fun little facts, like what we do on our show, nerdy facts, double check everything. Um, I can't tell you how many times we said, oh, but it said that on the website. Uh, not not 100% true all the time. So always double check everything. Gotcha. And do you do that online or do you, or you actually read a hardcover? I do that online, um, and then I go down the rabbit hole <laughs> where I'm like, oh, well, let me find out about this. Actually, another really great one, if you're doing kind of nerdy travel research, is, you know, start with Encyclopedia Britannica, and they're great, but they don't have everything, and I hate to say it, so Wikipedia is known for having all these esoteric topics and everything, but 
you really have to obviously triple check what they have there. So you go down to the footnotes and then read it from the source. And Google Books um, is simple enough. You put in a little search thing and it'll highlight every um, thing that you're looking for. I was looking for something on Toronto's um, railway history yesterday and used Google Books online. It's very good. Those are great resources. I didn't even think about some of them. Oh, they're good. So thank it's you. the simplest one sometimes, yeah. Yeah, that's great. And um, so you are you just finished season four of Curious Traveler and you're now working on season five? Absolutely. So season four uh, premiered in March, um, right when the lockdown happened. Um, but the schedule is still the same out there. It airs at different times um, in different uh, cities across the U.S. Season five, um, fortunately, we had already filmed about half of the season just before the lockdown happened. Um, we're hoping to be able to film uh, five or six more when it's safe to travel again. But in the meantime, I have no reason to procrastinate. I'm sitting still and, and uh, writing out all those scripts. <laughs> well, Congratulations, and uh, I wish you the best. Thank you. And Christine Van Blocklin, thank you very much for being a guest of my 39 Travel Questions, and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you.